You see, I I cannot be silent. No. I, I, I just, I cannot be silent. Because I'm not going to let some, some geographic material cry out for me. I am, I am capable of, of giving God the praise for myself. You see, he didn't die for the rocks. He died for me. He didn't come down here and take on human flesh for the rocks. He did that for me. And he's not coming back for a rock. He's coming back for me. So here's my worship. Here's my worship. All of my worship. Lord, receive my worship. Receive my worship, Lord. All of my worship. Receive it, Lord. Let's just sit there just for a few moments. Let us let us sit in this worship moment. And let us bask in the glory of his worship. You may be seated. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to stand before you this morning to declare the works of the Lord, the word of the Lord. First giving it to God, to Bishop and Lady Watts, and to you, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't take this responsibility lightly. And pray for me as I, as I go and deliver this word that the Lord has given to me for you. And the word of God is going to be coming from Acts, the second chapter, verses one through four. Those of you who are members of Charlotte know I'm actually going back to the text that Bishop did his last series on. The word of God reads on this wise, it be the New King James Version. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. If I had to tag today's sermon with a title, I would tag it like this. Swag, shift with almighty God. Shift with almighty God. Swag, shift with almighty God. So, 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 you know, um, those of y'all who are, who are members of Charlotte know I'm, I, I am the youth pastor. And you know, the youth pastor has to have a certain type of swag. 
You see, because, you know, young people don't just relate to just anybody and everybody. And so, you know, you have to have a certain type of swag, and, and, and I had this swag when I, was, when I was 20, when I was 21, when I was 22 and 23, and I still got this swag at, at 48. And the swag that I have, I'm not saying this braggadociously, I'm saying this appreciatively because I know that the swag that I have is not my own swag, but it's the swag of the Lord. You see, the swag that I have is the anointing that God has given me to be able to speak into the lives of young people. You see, I'm not talking about a swag that is denoted by the way you dress. I'm not talking about a swag that's denoted by the way you, by the way you look. I'm not talking about a swag that's denoted by the way you talk. No, the kind of swag I'm talking about is a swag that is denoted, that is defined by the way you love. You see, the swag that is necessary for us to be able to change the world is a swag that is denoted and that is defined and that is undergirded by love. You see, because it doesn't know, it doesn't matter how good you can sing. If you don't have love, you have nothing. It doesn't matter how good you preach. If you don't have love, you don't have nothing. It does not matter how good you talk. If you don't have love, you don't have nothing. It doesn't matter how good you pray. If you don't have love, you don't have nothing. You see, we need some swag up in here because we need a shift with Almighty God. What does the Bible say about God? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who's there believing him? Said our parents to have everlasting life. Now we have to be a part of that salvific formula. Then the first part of that formula that we must have is love. So swag, swag, swag. Shift with all mighty God. So as, as, as I was as, as, as I was working through this text, I noticed five things that I want to leave with you as to what we must do if we're going to, if we're going to shift in the way that God wants us to. You know, as we look at this text, we look at the, 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 um, the anointing that was given to the apostles in order to do what they did. And it was, it was, it was an anointing that was so powerful that it caused wonderings in the crowd that they were speaking to. And see, God's anointing on your life should be so Powerful that it causes those who are around you to wonder why you're able to do the things, why you're able to be the way that you are. So before we can shift with Almighty God, the first thing we must do is we must sit with an appointed gathering. We must sit with an appointed gathering. Now, when you look at when you look at the 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 the, the day of Pentecost narrative. Before the Russian mighty wind came, they were seated with each other. And see, part of being with an appointed gathering is also being with an according gathering, meaning those who you agree with. You see, you can't shift with people. You, 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 okay, let me put it this way. The shift that you will create will be erroneous if you're shifting with the wrong type of people. You see, so many times we have, we have created shifts in our lives and the shifts in our lives have taken us away from God instead of towards God. And the reason why it took us away from God instead of towards God because the people we was with was not with God, but they was against God. And so you have to be very careful in this season of shift that you be very careful with the company you keep. 
Because the Bible says that bad company corrupts. You see, you got to be very careful with the people that you eat dinner with. You know, I don't just eat dinner with anybody. I don't just break bread with anybody. Because I understand that that communion time, that could be transference of spirit. Transference of, oh my God. So as we are in this, in, in this season of shift, we have to understand that we have to put ourselves in places with other people who are appointed and who are in accordance with us. You see, you can come into this church every Sunday. You can watch us on YouTube Live and Facebook Live every Sunday. But if you are living dirty Sunday through, I mean, uh, um, Monday through Saturday, then what happens here on Sunday means nothing. You're living dirty. And dirty living cannot sit with God's anointing. And you will be left behind. And you know what people do who get left behind? They talk about the church. Oh, them people over there at Shiloh, they ain't holy. Oh, them people over there at Shiloh, they not anointed. Them people at Shiloh, they don't love anybody. No, we love you. We just don't agree with you. And because we don't agree with you, maybe we left you in the place that you were at. If you want, baby, if you want to stay where you at, stay right ahead. Go right ahead, baby, stay where you at. But I'm going to shift. I'm moving. So you have to sit within a point together. You know, we have, there are three types of people that we need in our lives. But all of these people, I'm, I, 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 I can't stress this enough, all of these people need to be appointed and according people. But we need three types of people in our lives. We need, we need people who need us, people on our level, and people who pour into us. And if you are missing any of those components, you are living a life that is out of balance. And if, if you don't have, if you don't, if you're only around people who need you, then you empty yourself out. If you're only around people who are on your level, then you never grow. And if you're only around people who point to you, then you get spiritually fat and you no good. You see, the people who are so heavenly bound and earthly good are people who are spiritually fat. Because there are people who do not recognize the fact that what, 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 what has been put in me has been put in me so I can give out. You see, I haven't been given anointing. I haven't been given power to keep it all to myself. I've been given anointing. I've been given power so they can be put out so I can help somebody else. But see, that has to be undergirded by, by love. So, 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 so the next point is you have to be saturated with an anointed gift. You have to be saturated with an anointed gift. You see, there is no way on God's green earth that these men, after have never taken a day of Egyptian, can speak Egyptian, if not for a saturation with an anointed gift. I mean, heck, I took Spanish, and I don't trust myself in Spain. <laughs> I took Spanish one and two. I dropped out after three. And about all I can do that I'm coming with, I can ask them where's the bathroom. You know, but I, I definitely wouldn't be bold enough to be able to, to try to preach somebody saved because I, I, I don't have, that, I don't have that, that language in my lexicon. But because these men had been first, had first sat with an appointed and according gathering, and because they received the power of the Holy Spirit, they was able to speak a language that they had never spoken in 
And guess what? We have to learn to speak language that we have never spoken in our lives. You see, I'm not talking about French. I'm not talking about Spanish. I'm not talking about Latin. I'm not talking about Portuguese. I'm not talking about Hebrew. You, we need to learn how to better speak the language of love. You see, because I, and, and, and you notice I keep saying we because I'm not excluding myself from this. My language of love is not always that great. And because my language of love is not always that great, I have not always been the best tool to bring people to Christ. And I'm here to tell you right now, God wants to saturate you so much, he wants to put... How many of y'all want to walk in the room and when people, when, when you walk in the room, the love of Christ just overpowers the room? You see, if, if, if your witness or your life has not done damage to your witness, then when you walk in the room, the room can be receptive to what it is God has placed inside you. You see, you got powerful preachers that can't preach anybody saved because they don't have love. You got powerful preachers that can't, that you got powerful singers that when they sing, it doesn't move anybody because they don't have love. You got powerful people, you got, but, but, but you know, I, 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 I know love is not in the test you know, um, 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 expressly, but love is in the test implicitly because there is no way that these men could have gotten up before these people and done what they did if they did not love. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that, that point clear a little later in the service, in the sermon. So you have to sit with an appointed gathering. You have to be saturated with anointed gift. And you have to stand with authoritative guts. You have to stand with authoritative guts. Now, now I know some of y'all looking like, man, you couldn't have found a better word than guts. No. I said guts. Because, you see, in order to carry this banner, you have to have guts. Because, you see, our faith has come under attack. And part of the reason why our faith has come under attack is some of the people who profess to live by our faith have done damage to the way people perceive our faith. Because some of the people who say they're proponents of our faith, they don't love. Some of the people who say they are proponents of our faith, they have no grace. Some people who say they are proponents of our faith, they don't give to the they don't they don't want to give to the poor. In the name of Jesus, they say that no new taxes, and they say they act as if it's something that is biblical. It does not, there's nowhere in the Bible that Jesus said no new taxes. In fact, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, The poor you have with you always. And you know what? If I have to, if, if I have to pay more taxes to feed a homeless person, then so be it. If I have to pay more taxes to ensure that the kids in my community go to a good school, so be it. If I have to pay more taxes to ensure that the communities in my, that the streets in my, in my community are paved with good roads, then so be it. If I have to pay more taxes to open up more homeless shelters, to open up more, more violent shelters for women who have been, who have been abused by men, have been abused by the system, then so be it. If I have to pay more taxes, it's because I love though. And guess what? I got the guts to stand before anybody who would tell me that what I'm saying is wrong because I got Bible on my side. 
You see, I'm not going to wither. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to shrink in the midst of the pressure because it's popular right now to say certain things. It's popular right now to believe certain ways. It's popular right now. You see, they got this thing out there that when you, when you talk like you got some sense, they want to call you woke. They want to call you woke. They want to try to scare you from speaking out. They want to try to scare you from doing the right thing. But guess what? Baby, I ain't scared because I got guts. So you got to sit with an appointed gathering. You got to be saturated with anointed gift. You got to stand with authoritative guts. And you got to speak with appropriated glory. With appropriated glory. The key word in that is appropriated. You see, the reason why I said guts because I, I, I was leading the glory. No guts, no glory. So what I mean by appropriated glory, you can't stand on the glory of your own, you have to stand under the glory of God. You see, because in your own glory, you you know you 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 know you may be able to get a couple likes on Instagram. You know you may be able to get a couple likes on Facebook. You know people may follow you on TikTok and you know put a little emoji, heart emoji under you and all this other type of stuff. But unless you are operating under the glory of God, it doesn't. It, 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 you, you, you you can't do work for His kingdom. You see, so when, 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 when you are shifting with Almighty God, one of the things that you're recognizing is, I can't do this on, under my own power. I need his power. You see, because when I take on his glory, then his glory does the work. You see, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, we, we say this prayer, you know, and, and when, you know, when we preach and when we pray and when we, when we do things on behalf of God, we say, Lord, it's for your glory. Not for mine. And we say we don't do it for any shape, form, or fashion. That's a lie. We should do it shaped by the Holy Spirit. We should do it formed by his love. And we should do it in the fashion of his glory. And when we, when we are shaped, formed, and fashioned in that way, then God is able to get, a, get the glory. And guess what? When God gets the glory, then you are elevated. But you're not elevated because of you. You're elevated to do the work. You see what that means? That means that you have to set aside your own agenda. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've sung in choirs and I didn't like the song I was singing. But I sung it anyway because it wasn't for me, it was for God's glory. And I built it out the notes as if I loved the song because I love God. You see, if you are doing things for the right way, it doesn't matter if you like what is actually happening. As long as you know it's lined up with God's will, then you will find a way to be submissive to it and operate in greatness. There's this thing that, um, that I, I, I like to... Um, I like, to, I like to say, and um, it's not foolish. I know some of y'all worried Luther gonna say something foolish. I know, because <laughs> y'all know me, you know. But it's just, but, but, but this, is, this, is, this is what I, I, I like to say to people about me. Y'all heard this many times. I could not talk when I was a little kid. 
I literally had to go through speech pathology and speech therapy to learn how to talk. And so every time I stand before y'all, I am standing under appropriated glory. In other words, I am standing with glory that I was not born with. I wasn't born with this ability to enunciate. I wasn't born with this ability to pronunciate. I wasn't born with this ability to talk. I wasn't born with this ability to talk in a way that people can understand. Oh, but because of his glory. And every time that I stand up before y'all to preach, I have to say a prayer, Lord, renew the glory that you have given inside of me. Lord, renew it. Lord, renew it. I don't want no old habits to pop back up. I don't want no old speech impediments to pop back up. Lord, give me your glory anew. And so y'all wonder why I talk so much now? I talk so much now because I talk with appropriated glory. with an anointed gift. You must stand with authoritative gusts. You must speak with appropriated glory. And last but not least, you, got, you must always remember that you were saved with amazing grace. And let me tell you why that's important. That's important because you have to know that you ain't better than nobody else. You have to know that, that the only reason why you are living the life that you're living it's because of God's amazing grace. It's not because of anything that you did. You see, what inhibits our witness sometimes is we think too highly of ourselves. And we refuse to go in certain places. You know, we talk about Jonah, but we all have had some Jonah experiences in our life. Don't just talk about Jonah like you ain't never been Jonah yourself. We, 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 we talk about Peter, but we have all denied Jesus at some point in time in our lives. Therefore, for the grace of God, go I. And so, if we remember that we are saved with amazing grace, then when we look upon a person who needs us, we see the need. And not the state. Our problem is we, we spend too much time looking at the state of people and we never address the needs of people. 
You see, the state of people is your interpretation of why they're where they're at. But if you focus on the needs, then all you're worried about is fulfilling that need. I don't need to know why you're homeless to help you find a place to live. I don't need to know why you're jobless to help you get you lined up with an employment service. I don't have to know why you're hungry, what you spent your money on instead of food, to know that I can go to Mickey D's and buy you something to eat. But we, we, we are so pumped up with pride that we act as if our stuff don't stink. But guess what, baby? It stinks. And the only reason why you are sweet, smell and savor in the nostrils of the Lord is because of his, his sacrifice, because of his grace. You see, these people that was, that was in this crowd were people that these disciples would not have dealt with without, without the acknowledgement that they were under God's amazing grace. You see, these were people that by Judaic law, they were forbidden for even being with. They were forbidden for even talking to. But because they saw they need, they saw they needed a savior, they looked just like, you know what God did? He looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. We have to be more God-like and look beyond our faults of people and see the needs of people. You see, this shift that is happening in our presence, this shift that is happening in our midst, is going to call for us to be in places that we've never been before. It's going to cause for us to be around people and be amongst people that we've never been around before. You know, y'all saying amen, but let me see if you're going to say amen to this. What if God calls you to go and witness to a bunch of Make America Great Again hat-wearing people? You see, that's what this means to me because, you know, let me tell y'all something. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm let y'all in on the process a little bit. I was shouting all the way to, to a point five. I was starting all the way to point five. Because everything up to point five, it didn't indict me. It, 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 it didn't come against any of my sensibilities. But when, when he gave me point five, and right after giving me point five, God, I'm, I'm, I'm telling y'all the truth. God put in my, in my mind, he put an image of a person with a Make America Great Again hat. Because God knows. <laughs> I have issues. And God was saying, you know, before I'm gonna allow you to preach this to my people, you 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 gotta first come, you gotta first reconcile your own, you know, prejudices and your own sensibilities. You have to you have to recognize, you have to put those to the side too. You see, because you know how we do this most of the time, we just talk about, you know, you know, a neighborhood that we might not want to go into. Or we talk about, you know, we do things in very in, 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 in very big terms and in very generic terms and so that we don't have to, you know, actually identify the specific issue that is at hand. And for me, the specific issue that is at hand is what if God told me to go preach at a church that, that had to make America great again pastor. And what you have to do, you have to, you, have to, you have to come to terms with whatever your issue is. Whatever issue will keep you from God's will. Whatever issue will keep you from God's work. And all you got to do to get past that issues is recognize you were saved with amazing grace. Because it was amazing grace how sweet the sound 
that saved a wrist like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. It doesn't matter what kind of hat you wear, because I know that at times in my life, I wore hats that wasn't pleasing. I know at times in my life, I did things that wasn't pleasing. I know that if not before the grace of God, I would not be standing before you today, but all because of his amazing grace. All because he looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs. Because of that, I'm able to preach to anybody. Because God didn't just come to save me. God didn't just come to save people who voted for Biden. God came to save people who voted for Trump as well. God did not just come. He came that the whole world might be saved. For God so loved the world. 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 And if we really gonna be about the type of swag that God needs in order to do his work, then we have to remember that above all. You see, the appointed gatherer means nothing if not for his amazing grace. The anointed, you know, gift means nothing without his amazing grace. The authoritative gust means nothing without his amazing grace. The appropriated glory means nothing without his amazing grace. It is his amazing grace that makes all those other things possible. How does Philippians 4.13 put it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And how did he strengthen me? He strengthened me through his act of love for me. And it was that love, that amazing grace that enabled me to be able to do the things I'm able to do. That's the word of God. Amen. If, if you are here today, if you're online, and you recognize that you don't have a you don't have a church home, you heard this word and well, you heard a song that was a song that was sung. You heard a prayer that was prayed. And you recognize that. Not only do you need a savior, but you would like to worship and praise your savior alongside us. If you're in the sanctuary right now, you could you could just raise your hand and the usher will see you and will we'll give you the appropriate documentation you need. If you're watching us via Facebook Live or, or YouTube, or even if you're listening over the over the telephone line. You can email us. You can put a note right there in the in the chat. Just let us know that that you want to become part of us. We are an appointed gathering. We have people all around us who are saturated with anointed gifts. And we have the authoritative guts to say what's right in the midst of people speaking now, speaking wrong. We are 
knowledgeable enough about God's goodness to know that that what we do is under the glory that he gave us. It's appropriated, it's not our own. But most of all, we are humble enough to realize that we, that the reason why we're saved is not because of anything we did, but because of what he did. We recognize that we were saved with amazing grace. That is a group of people that you are considering right now. And we're not perfect, but we do know perfect love. We welcome you. We welcome you. Amen.